Hello and welcome back to Talking Dad UK, the podcast where we discuss all things dad. On today's episode, I'm joined by Nathan Stewart. We're discussing dad life, mental health, and how growing a beard and joining the bearded community has helped Nathan with his own mental health. Also, a little bit about Nathan joining a beard club and some of the competitions he takes part in. All links to social media will be in the show notes. I hope you enjoy this episode and thanks for listening. Do you want to start us off by telling us about dad life and how that all works out and how that looks for you? Yeah, so dad life for me is I've got two kids, one with one ex-partner. Um won't go into too much about that one because I don't see him for any reasons. Um, and then I've got my other child with my partner, um, my little girl. Absolute world, five years old, sassy as hell, <laughs> like absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's just one of them. Changed changed my life and put me on a better path. And yeah, okay. couldn't have asked for a better thing. So being five, is that just gone up to high? Uh, just gone up to primary school, or is that already uh, been in school? Up into year one, yeah, yeah. Reception. Just gone until the year one. So how's getting it, how's there. That been? Oh, amazing! Like, uh, do you know what? Opposite from what I was like at school. Didn't okay. want to be at school, but this one, like wants to go to school you like can't 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 do enough but want to learn and yeah yeah it's amazing okay. it's nice to nice to see that's good it's has, mm. has there been any any issues with going from reception to year one i know when mine did it was a bit like they don't get to play as much they have to learn a bit more and it was a bit of a no it's not too bad so far so it's only been like a week or so but they're in like the same sort of classes as what they were last year so still the same sort of friends and the same sort of playground and i think it'd be the same sort of time might be a little bit more stricter learning but we'll see we're seeing the weeks to come won't we seeing yeah the weeks to come it's still very early, mm. isn't it? But you said that oh, she, yeah, yeah. Uh, she's happy to be learning and doesn't mind being at school. So Yeah, loves school. So one of them, when she first went to school, it was there like, wake up on Saturday, right, am I going to school? No. Why? <laughs> well, well, I want to go to school. I want to, I want to go and learn. I want to go play. Well, no, you've got to have two days off. Teachers have got to have some time off, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's like the opposite. Is that when you have to sort of think about dad mode and, and think about stuff that you could be doing with her or yeah me and the partner to be fair we both like being real active so like no, no no like staying in it's always out doing something whether it be park beach um walking up on a local woods or going somewhere like aquarium just anywhere anywhere to do something like where i am I'm on the south coast, Bournemouth, so I've got a lot very close to me that you can do. There's always, always something going on every weekend. Yeah. So yeah, you can be very active around here for little money and and just have a great life around here. I, I believe it's probably one of the best areas I've ever been brought up in. And yeah, I disappeared at once for three years and went to live in Devon and yeah, come back and you know, there's just there's nothing like the sea air and being in Bournemouth. Yeah. That's all I can say. I don't think I've ever quite made it down as far as Bournemouth, but um... oh, as much as there's nine mile of sand, it's all imported sand, but it's lovely imported <laughs> sand. <laughs> but yeah, we we have the best beach in in Britain, but yeah, people don't realise it's actually all of imported sand from Spain. So it's wow. actually a Spanish beach. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you've had quite a good summer, I imagine, if you're down on the on the south coast. 
Yeah, it's only just started getting a bit miserable when rain's come in. So, but yeah, it's been absolutely awesome. I mean, when the heat waves started for the rest of the country, it didn't stop for us. But yeah. I'm a proper South Coast boy. My, my shorts stay on all year round in, until December. December for that month, that's the only time trousers come on. And then January, <laughs> first couple of weeks, bang, back in shorts again for the rest of the year. Nice. <laughs> I was talking to my mate at the weekend. And he's he he likes to wear his shorts, and he usually says September when the weather changes he'll 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 swap. But we, it's not been too cold up here so far, so we, we've been all right. Been all right, and, yeah. But it, I, I mean, today it's just started to feel like it might be changing. Um, yeah, we were thinking that one down our end. Like I've got a few, like with my job and that I do, I've got a few outsides to be painted. And I was thinking, right, yeah, September's going to be great. And it's now just started turning. I'm like, maybe it's not. And I should have done them when everything was happening a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But when you've got things in your diary and you're off around the country doing other things, yeah, you've got to definitely be doing that. Like that's 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 part of my journey at the moment is traveling every couple of weekends. But yeah, we can get into that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I might have that written down. <laughs> yeah, 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 you possibly might. And I think you might do. If it's been like recently, then yeah, you definitely have. But yeah, there's there's one more coming up. It's my last one this year and then that's oh, it right. for like four months. So, yeah. Okay. So you mentioned as we were talking over Instagram that you were, you've had quite a, an interesting journey i suppose to to kind of where you're at at the moment oh hell yeah i'd, I'd say that yeah do you want to f- fill me in a little bit over the background and you can kind of lead us wherever we're going to go rather than me sort of just probe and ask questions yeah so when i started instagram was probably a year year and a half ago i've been on social media but um over lockdown and that i uh i grew a beard and i've, I've grown an, an almighty beard, shall we say? Yes, yeah. about a year and year and four months, maybe. This is the second attempt. This is like Mark two. I had I had one and then shaved it off a year or so ago. But yeah, this is Mark two. But I uh, I started posting my mental health um, on Instagram. It wasn't a cry for help. It was a I've learned to deal with it. My beard has kind of led me to a great mental health part. part. Um, my partner, my my child pushed me that way I always spoke about I really want a big bed really want a big bed I had the time to do it so I got pushed into it um yeah and off of that I've ended up becoming a brand ambassador for um a company called Beard Manners I can't can't fault them um for the amount of support and love I've got for them and the journey I've got off of the back of that so it's been a whirlwind from that. I went off on, I've done competing for beard competitions. Um, started competing this year. I've even joined a thing. This is going to surprise a lot of people, a beard club. So I joined that a few months back. Um, um, for, fully patched member. Works like the same motorcycle club, but we yeah. actually like raise a lot of money for charity. It's a big family. Within like the first five to six weeks of that, I was promoted into secretary. So now I've come from member, well, prospect member, now up into the offices. And, but yeah, I'm, I'm like, my journey's come from being a nobody in Bournemouth to being like, but it's when my face is about on the internet and it's it's a very hairy face and people seem to love it. So okay, I, can't, yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't quibble at that one, but how, my journey was it? all to do with my mental health. How do I find it? 
so when I first started doing it, it was just, uh, this is my beard. I want help with it. I had a real tatty beard and yeah, people helped me with it. But then I, I kind of started telling my story of my past before it, of how I got to being in such a bad mental health state. Um, and then how I got myself around it. And I was finding out that I was actually helping people. And like I was getting messages like, oh, thank, thanks. Like you might not have realized it, but we were talking a week or so ago and I was right down in the dumps and you you spending that hour or two with me has helped me. I still get it daily. Like I had a friend of mine the other day, I'm not going to say what it was about, but messaged me. He had a little rant for about an hour, then jumped back on a message the day later and went, did you know you actually stopped me from like having a real bad meltdown yesterday? Didn't even realize like, I'm now helping people after my mental health. And that's just because this fairy face is sat there smiling and going, look, if I can do it, anybody can spin their life around and change it for the better. I may not have been the the best in the past or I may not have had the best past, but if you know you've got the right love and support with you, you can do anything you want. And yeah, I've got such a big support network and family and yeah, but, when I say family, they're my bearded family. So, <laughs> but like real bearded people, and that one. So it's it's a weird weird one. But yeah, my my journey's been amazing. Can't can't fault it in the slightest. So when you talk about your own mental health, are you talking about mm. a diagnosis of some sort of a mental health condition, or are you talking about depression? What what? what, what are we... So yeah, I um I was diagnosed. So from a young age, I had ADHD. So real hyperactive. But when I was diagnosed with it, it wasn't known about. It was known, but not known how to deal with. So it was, you're a problem child, you're a problem child. Not like, actually, you function at a thousand miles an hour. How about we try and sit there and do things differently? And like, my whole school life was hard. I mean, real hard. I still walked out with a lot of GCSEs, but off of the back of that, I was always pushed to the background like, oh, yeah, you've got problems, you've got problems. Um, the only person that never seen me with problems was my granddad. He sadly passed away. I went on a big downward spiral. I started drinking. And, yeah, my mental health went from never knowing about depression to being diagnosed with, like, depression, social anxiety. Um, I've even, in the past few years, been diagnosed with another condition which is EUPD through basically my childhood but knowing all of this has made me a stronger person and actually gone do you know what I now know why I was like I was and I can actually learn from the better so yeah I've had diagnoses I've got a few I call them my letters after my name people have doctorates I have I have my I have my problems after my name but they're not my problems they're they're my coat of armor yeah they're what I wear proudly yeah so what as well as joining sort of the beard community and, and, and being a, a a face and a voice over social media, what before that, what what things did you start to do that changed that round that started getting you on that sort of path? So it's going to be really strange. So with the ADHD, I had I had a real bad, like my, my temper could go from zero to 100. I could lose my temper. And somebody went, you know what, when I was later on in life, put that into a, a sport. So I actually picked up boxing probably 10, 10, 11 years ago, 
picked up a charity boxing fight for cancer research, one of the ultra white collar ones that go around on Facebook. My mate went, oh, you'll never do that. I've signed up for it. I went, all right, then I'll do it. Didn't, didn't think nothing of it. I'd done the eight weeks training, got in the ring, bang, felt this absolute adrenaline like rush. Like I've had a really good thing. Like it was the training and the charity raising and I just ended up sticking with the boxing. So I went on like never enjoying sports as a kid to focusing a lot on boxing and my sports and going to the gym. So that's how I keep a lot of my mental health in check is being active. So like I say, me and my missus are very active and go out walks and stuff like that. We literally live a stone throw from the beach. So I've got beach one way or woods the other way. So split, split way, but keeping myself active out there, fresh air making sure I eat right and keeping not on a strict routine, but knowing what I have to do and roughly when I have to do it. So I, I've got quite a regular routine. I'm up and awake by half five, quarter to six every morning, and then probably in bed by about 10, half 10, 11 o'clock every night. And then that's, that's my whole routine. And yeah, even if I don't work, I'm still up like that. My missus hates it. So it's lucky <laughs> enough I can sometimes sometimes escape and go down the beach and stuff like that but yeah yeah no just keeping keeping active and keeping fit and stuff like that that is the one main one to do yeah and so did your daughter sort of pick up and share your sort of routine and share your enthusiasm for sport now as or has she uh, got her own thing she's interested in so so this is the thing, like I do, I've done my boxing and I've always kept that to myself. Reason being is it's not, it wasn't, it's not ever, I don't, didn't ever wanted to see it, but it's one of them, like I box and I didn't, she's a little girl. My, my girl's little, tiny compared to what I am. I'm, I'm six foot two, like 13 odd stone. My, my little girl's tiny. So I was like, I didn't want to show her what I do in a ring if you get what I mean. So when I'm in a ring, I am a totally different person. I'm like, how can you put it? Like they say, like Tyson Fury, when he gets into the ring, he's got that look. And he knows what he's doing. He's focused in. I kind of do the same. So when I have my boxing fights, they kind of are, are like a real aggressive. And I've never wanted my daughter to see that. And it was only once um, one popped up on my phone and she seen it and went, that's you, that's daddy. So I showed her it and she loved it. So she's kind of getting to that age now where she wants to know a little bit more. But me, I believe that a child can't fully learn like to be in a gym until they're about five or six. Because it's like they've got to learn like school discipline a little bit more before you're putting them into learning how to punch. Like as much as she wouldn't do it, you just never know that it's just you've just got to learn with with a with an aggressive sport but yeah she loves being out like i mean she's one of them like you, you you couldn't you can't put her inside like she wants to be out she wants to be active like 100 mile an hour until from the minute she's awake until the minute she's asleep so it is good but yeah it can tire you out some days when when yeah. it's raining and she wants to go out and it's there, like yeah as much as those puddles do look lovely the mess afterwards is gonna be a right killer to clean up <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I've got a six-year-old lad, and he's he's pretty full on all of the time. I mean, yeah, I think it would have it probably going back last year, last Christmas time. I went out for a walk with him, and we did like five k over the hills, and and it was wow. I was I was pretty tired by the end of it. I just wanted to get in the car, come home, have a cup of tea, 
sit down and watch a film for the rest of the afternoon. As soon as we got home, he was like, can we go out to the park? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so I've done that before, taken her out, and we've got, like, obviously a new forest up the road, so you can you can go there and park up in, it sounds weird, just like car parks. They are randomly just parked there. But obviously you can go on big walks. So you can go off and do big walks, come back, and then that's what they think. Like, can we go to the park? Yeah. We've just probably mic'd and hiked like 10 odd mile and you want to go to the park for another hour. Like, yeah. can we just chill out for half hour? And the next minute you realize that they're, they're actually like falling asleep in this funny position in front of the TV or something. <laughs> That's normally what my daughter does. She'll get herself underneath her bed and like fall asleep under there or something like that because she's got one of those mid cabin beds. So, oh, so she's got a place to got... hide, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's not a place to hide it's like she made a like when we got it it kind of ended up being she wanted a mid-sleeper she i kind of think she knew her, in her head why she wanted it and then when we got it it was her, like well i can make something in there and i was there, like yeah you've got that in one hit you know quite very imaginative mate. Yeah. Our, our imagination's amazing absolutely amazing yeah it sounds like you've got your hands quite full yeah we both have but we absolutely love it absolutely love it wouldn't change it for the world and we do sit there sometimes and go ah, but no nah, you wouldn't change it wouldn't change the sassiness wouldn't change anything i think the sassiness i haven't got girls but i think the sassiness just comes along with being a, having a girl it's by the sounds of it from what people tell me yeah 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 takes it's just i think i think it is obviously like i say i do have a boy as well and obviously i had him around for the first year and totally different totally different first years like they are totally different but then they come out of it and they become even different again it's the growing up it's the ages as well you see them doing different things and they, they change don't they and they get their own little personality and yeah it's just amazing to see and watch you know looking down the down the road a little bit when she grows up into her teenage years and and you, you'll can be. We not? <laughs> <laughs> can we not yet? <laughs> yeah, maybe we just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at five years old for a little while. We, we won't have that one in the teenage years yet. Come back oh, on and you can wink. tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do a follow up. I don't think the beard will be this colour in, in five to ten years' time. <laughs> no, no. Maybe, maybe grow it even bigger and just. Yeah. You know, yeah. anyone that turns up has got a tackle the, the beard first and <laughs> the zz top beard yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's one of them isn't it <laughs> so just recently over social media you've been out and about and you've been at some competitions is that right i've seen the pictures i don't really yeah. know where they are and what you're doing but i want you to tell me <laughs> yeah so um i've just come back from oxford this weekend so that was the world's strongest beard competition so Big competitions are quite a funny one. You can get them. So you have like um, the British Championships, the World Championships. They are they are a strict set of rules. Um, they have to abide by the way your beard is groomed. So you're not allowed to use oils, butters and stuff like that products okay. unless you've got a styled moustache. So obviously today I don't have it, but normally it would be up and it curls very, very big. I think it's like, what is it? I think it works out. I've got about four or five inches on each side that it can curl up and round. But yeah. So um, I'd done my first ever competition back in, I want to say May time. It was in Reading uh, for Opie's Beard Company. Went down there, uh, fresh on the scene, done my first ever competition. Great, great buzz. Um, and then off of the back of that, like I say, I joined a beer club and then we've done, um, I went to the British Championships 
that was something else. I went up on stage with that one and competed up against um, a couple of friends of mine, seeing friends of mine compete. Um, and then I, like I said, just done Oxford and that one was called the World's Strongest Beard Competition, uh, World's Strongest Beard and Moustache. So that was more of a bit of a jokey side of like um, how you look and what you can do with your moustache and stuff like that. So I don't know if they're the photos you're referring to with me hanging stuff off of my moustache over the weekend. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing what I can balance on them. Basically, buckaroo of the moustache world, should we say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was um, that was like a little side event off of what I have. So I go in for my, my beard is under eight inches styled moustache. That okay. is kind of the aspect I go with. Um, but off of the back of that one on the weekend, there was a there was a side one. Um so it was picking up Atlas stones with the beard. So I actually had my beard with a little hook on it that you had to pick, hook up an Atlas stone and then put it onto a plinth. Um, there was that one. There was also uh, world's strongest tash. So putting stuff on your tash, which were like plastic things. I think I got six on either side and then my president ended up getting seven and then looked at me and went, I'm oh, really, really sorry. But we knew what he was doing. He's very, very competitive. And then... <laughs> I didn't do it, but, but there were blokes pulling blokes on skateboards across uh, a pub, <laughs> a pub floor. And that okay. was like to see how strong they were. I think the last one was a bloke called a bloke on a, a penny farthing. And he was a very heavy bloke. Should we say he was plus 20 stone? And that, that was something to see. That okay. was something to see. But yeah, a lot of these beard competitions are people meeting up that are from different communities so in the beard world there's nothing that we don't judge on your color your race where you're from your background anything you are you you're obviously you can be whatever you want like people dress up in costumes but the main aspect behind it is meeting up with friends family and raising a lot of money for the dedicated charity so people look at us in the bearded world and think we're all big burly bikers actually I'd tell anybody, get to a beard competition and watch every single one of those men hug each other and have a good laugh and a good time. It's not just men that go to these places. There's women, children. Um, they all come along and they can even compete in it. And I'll tell you what, some of these children and women beards that come out, we get beard envy on them because they're unbelievable. It's just a big community for everybody to get involved in and just have a good time and raise a a hell of a lot of money for charity and yeah it's just a great great time sounds like a fun uh, weekend well they're normally days but yeah where i'm down in the south it seems to be a lots up north so i do have to do a lot of traveling so i do end up going up on a friday night and then coming back on a sunday but i can't complain when it is good good friends and family that you're around and you have a good time some good grub and yeah, you, like I say, it's it's all about raising the money. Yeah, and then it's looking forward to the next one. And oh, what's that person going to wear? Or what are you going to do with your beard? And like, I've got I've got big plans for the next one that I'm off to in a couple of weeks as well. Like, I'm quite um, how can we put it? I'm quite a chavy person, so I'm like very Nike Reeboky kind of. I'm still still like my tracksuits and my joggers and stuff like that, but um. Yeah, my next beard competition, let's just say my hair that's quite long. So I've got quite long hair. 
is going to go into three Libby spikes before I go onto stage. So I'm okay. going to go in a bit of a little bit of a punk rocker just for the pure hell of it. It's, it's what it, the whole days are about is just going there, having so much fun, having a drink and raising a hell of a lot of money for charity. So that is what we all do. People might just think, oh, it's a load of people getting drunk in a pub somewhere. Nah, there's a big backstory behind it. Like the organisers might have a real connection to that charity or the people that are in there. Like, So a lot of them are mental health charities or men's like mental health charities and like testicular and prostate cancer charities and yeah. it's stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, there's all real big meanings behind them. And yeah, yeah, just absolute fun environment to be a part of. So some of the some of the ones that take themselves less serious sounds like they just have uh, fun. And and but some of the more serious ones, how do they sort of judge and and score the beards? Then what do they what do they sort of put people through? So I've been up on stage. Don't get me wrong, even though I go up on there and have a laugh and a joke, anybody that still goes up on stage, you do still get that. You've never seen so many men backstage stood there going, is it all right? Uh, am I all good? Am I anything going Honestly, I've had blokes stood backstage going, is any hair out of place? I've done it to other blokes. So so it's all about your lengths, um, how the neatness is, the symmetry. Um, basically like the thickness and how how it grows and just the way you maintain your beard all about like big healthy beards and but yeah it's all a lot about like your symmetry your color and this like like, yeah basically so like when i curl i've got to make sure if i was to turn my head that both of the curls line up so it is like there's a lot of time and effort like so like if i go to a competition it probably takes about two hours to sort out my my whole beard and to go but it's all part of like i say the fun isn't it it's all part of life a a person that does race car racing takes a lot of time and effort on their race car we take a lot of time and effort on our beards and yeah it's like you do see some people that just go yeah stuff i'll go from there and see what they do and they're they're normally the funny ones that come out in some cracking costumes let's put it that way i've seen like um yeah pumpkins turnips um (laughs) A bloke dressed as a French lady. She put memories in my head for a very long time. Yeah. 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 It's just memorable. And there's even like, um, there's a bloke in the beard world. He's actually a professional Christmas, uh, Father Christmas. Right. No word of a lie. I remember when my little girl first seen him and went, Daddy, Daddy, that's, that's Father Christmas. And I was like, no, that's, that's somebody actually like, he does play Father Christmas, but that isn't him. Like, he's absolutely unbelievable. Like, like this American bloke, like, you see him and you're like, wow, it does bring like beard envy to you. And, yeah. It's so just amazing because kids see that, don't they? Like, I think the costumes, as much as they're for us, and you'll find with a lot of people with the costumes, they've got, um, like social anxiety so they're they're hiding behind this persona so you get to speak to them and they're like you go why'd you do that well i couldn't get up there as myself but i can get that up there as this person it's quite it's quite funny like a lot of people in the bearding world have some sort of mental health or have a real connection towards mental health and helping people so i think that's where the whole no judging no no like no looking down on each other is a very very big thing in that world and i absolutely love it 
so you've got one more sort of end of the year or is it october or something um october the first so it's actually like a couple of weeks away from yeah. that so yeah. that's that's all all planned would you be expecting quite a few halloween type themes or outfits so or? normally at this one beard on 2022 yes there is because it's normally falling around that time so i think last year from the pictures i've seen somebody actually turned up as captain pumpkin i do know the person his name is john connor and i tell you what he is a very very big character right and yeah he 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 pulls some tricks out of his bag every time he turns up at a competition you never know what with that man he'll walk around with a bag and then couple of minutes before he's meant to be on stage that's it but he gets on last so you never see him because you're normally watching everybody else and he slips on and you're like oh, wow okay but yeah so um, yeah there will be I'm, I'm that's kind of why I'm going on the punky looking thing it's a Halloween so I'm gonna kind of put a little bit of a twist to it maybe I haven't fully decided yet it's all a little work in progress and yeah. seeing what I can find and I don't really want to let too much out as much as it's like this is one of them but much as like yeah it is all a little bit secret secret only you only let a close few people know it's just because yeah. people might steal ideas you never know like, That's it, yeah. you, you like the whole surprise that is another thing on it that you do get judged on the whole like your stage presence and the surprise factor so people that are judging you, you do know from like being on social media. So they they see you say day to day, they see my smiley face. So if I was to walk out there with three liberty spikes and maybe like something a little bit Halloween type ish, they'd be like, Oh, he's actually made like some sort of quite cool effort there and stuff like that. So yeah. Just keep watching that Instagram page another <laughs> few more weeks and you never see what what what, what might pop up. Yeah. We say. Well, I spoke to um I spoke to Jason from Beard Manners um a couple of months back I think now. Um so we had some sort of we had some top sort of tips over summer for maintaining your beard uh, um I guess is what where we came at it from. I was thinking earlier today about what I could ask you that wasn't just repeating the same thing but um <laughs> so obviously I'm sat here with a beard but like looking at you thinking i want that beard um <laughs> so if if you give like sort of tips to me basically but anyone who's listening who wants to grow a beard or is interested can also take these tips but i just want to ask you about the process of actually growing a beard to a length like yours because i tend to get to this sort of length and it gets and a bit get scruffy and scraggly and yeah. yeah right so you have to ride that stage out honestly okay. I had that stage, so mine went from that. So from about, from when it first grows to about three months of growth, looks really, really smart, really clean. And then after that, it starts fraying. But what it's doing is the hair's got no weight on it, so it starts doing all this and it starts throwing out. But yeah, um, you've just got to bear with it. As much as it, like, you hate to see it. I get blokes daily, and I mean it, because as much as my beard looks great in that photo, Give us a few hours, my curls start dropping. I start getting dust in my beard from on the building side. I don't look the same when I walk home at five o'clock, put it that way. Yeah. Like that. This beard takes a lot of maintenance. But yeah, it's just have the patience, have the time, let it grow. Um, don't 
don't start growing it and go to a barber's. That's one thing I say. Leave it to grow for at least six to seven months. Let it all grow. Um, yeah, you can see me fiddling with the top lip because it's out there in the way. But yeah, let it all grow. And then you can see what you can do with it. Every person has different genetics. So as much as you might go, I want a big beard like that person, you might not be able to grow one. But I'll tell you what, you might be able to grow an absolutely phenomenal different style beard. So it's all about the way your hair grows, the how it is, and keeping up a great routine. That can also help a really good beard growth as well. So I, I do do a lot of beard routine with mine. It probably gets brushed four or five times a day. It gets oiled and buttered twice a day. Um, washed so washing varies so it can be anything from two to three times a week to possibly four to five depending on what I've done at work and stuff like that but yeah it's just patience have some patience see where it goes and then yeah I'll, I'll tell anybody give it up to the seven seven month mark and then if you've got to seven months you might as well pu push it to the yard uh, and get the 12 months out of it and then yeah and then you, you'll get there it will all fall in place. I've had blokes after like four or five months going, Nath, I really want to cut it off. Please don't cut it off. It will fall out in time. I'm now teaching one of those people how to style his moustache. He's gone from three months ago going, I'm cutting this beard off and me jumping into his inbox going, mate, I promise you I had these problems. Go and look at my Instagram. And that's the best part. I'm one of these people on Instagram. I've not hidden those photos from how scraggly my beard was when I first jumped on that. I look back at him now and think, wow, I thought that beard was all right back then. And I look at it now and I criticize my own beard. I still do it to this day. But yeah, my Instagram is to show people like, look, you do go through these phases. I had it. I got called some names. I got told from people at work, like, look, you look like a scruff bag. I might look like a scruff bag, but I've got my vision in my mind. I know where I'm going and I've got to where I'm going. And every single person that ever said to me, like, shave that off has come back to me and gone, do you know what, Nate? You're doing really well with what you're doing. Like, I like I like where you've got going with everything. Like, I get a lot of messages like that as well from people that I probably haven't spoken to in a while that have seen me pop up. And they like, I'm proud of you, Nate, kind of like, know my, my backstory and, where I went wrong and where I've learned and yeah yeah my missus probably still tells me the most and it still shocks me daily every time she tells me but I think you do and it? it's one of them I think if you've had so much doubt in yourself when you when you are being so positive it's kind of you're still looking backwards but I know I'm going in the right direction so I'm still overcoming things I think that's that's the one thing with mental health you're always overcoming it no matter how healthy you think your mental health is you're always still on a daily recovery because you're always learning yeah because you're always learning how to recover because it's you've had that day longer haven't you so it's just uh, it's always learning but i think that's the one thing i enjoy is learning things as well so there's a lot of similarities to uh being a parent really yeah yeah you can't ever take the same days the same because <laughs> yeah. that child is always different yeah, one day she changing. likes one day she likes something the next day it's they're like no i don't like that hold up we had that the other day and you said <laughs> that was absolutely phenomenal so that's why i've kind of made it again yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah they are learning curves they yeah but they, they teach you but they teach you for the better and i think that's what my one's done yes it's been a struggle yes there has been bumps in the road but 
been the best set of bumps in the road going because the final product is just unbelievable. Yeah, it's always going to be unbelievable. How you look at it. What's your plan sort of moving forward and are you just continuing on with, you know, the beard competitions, raising money and, and sticking? You know, yeah, there's actually, I've got a few other things in the pipelines that a few close friends know about. So I actually have like, so you know, people have their five-year plan. So I've yeah. actually got a two-year, I've got like a two-year plan that I want to do at the moment. And it's all off of the back of being in the beard community. Um, I'm kind of aiming to set up a whole brand new business off of the back of something I've realized that isn't about. And I've probably, as much as there are other things like I'm about to do, being where I am, I think it might work a little bit better for me. And I've had talks with other people that have done something and it's, it could work really well. But yeah, I've got like a little two-year plan. I've got a few other things in the pipeline, like, as much as I'm talking about being a painter and decorator, I'm actually just about to go and have an interview for a, a multi-million pound yacht company. So okay. I'm changing careers for a, a, a different, a bigger picture, if you get what I mean. Like, so what, what sort of role might you be doing there? Oh, so it's still kind of like the painting, right. but it's more spraying of the boats and like okay. gel repairs and finishing and stuff like that. So stuff i kind of know how to do in the building trade but obviously you can kind of put it into the boat trade because it's kind of still the same it's yeah i've kind of i know somebody in there and i've kind of i can get myself in there so it's kind of there's reasons behind it people are thinking like but you do so well with what you do and and they're like yeah i enjoy it but wait i've got a little bit of a bigger picture um i've got with my adhd my head goes and when i hook onto an idea but this idea i've hooked onto and i've hooked onto it for a little while and i've done my research i've done my connecting and yeah it's it's looking really really good like it it could be unfolding as early as next year but that could be like the start of it so that that that's the start of it. it could be as early as next year but yeah, sooner it's sooner. It's something that I'm really looking forward to. And it could mean I could have a lot more family time as well through doing this. So that's an added bonus for me in my eyes. So, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah I've got a real big picture. But this is all off of the back of the beer community. And people, people will realise when it comes out. I, would, I will say the people that know about it are less than what I can hold up on one hand. And what they're telling me is go for it and we will kind of back you and use you and yeah it's it's looking unbelievable at the moment like the response i'm getting from it normally with things with business i just go yeah i'm gonna do this and do no research this one i've I've sat (laughs) down i've actually properly like looked into how much a startup and i was looking at like i've even done the research of angel investors and i was like no i'm not doing it this time i'm gonna actually I want to back this on my own. I want to do this off the own back because it's gonna it's gonna go big and it's gonna lead to other things. And somebody's done it in a different area in the world, not in the beard world, and it's doing really well in that world. And I know if I bring it into the beard world, it's gonna do so well, so so well. So yeah, it's okay. gonna be yeah. 
yeah and it's it's all to do with technology and stuff like that but it's like yeah the thing that i have planned it's not just going to be about beard world there's going to be a lot of rubber involvement with it i look forward to hearing a bit more about it when it happens <laughs> yeah it's just one of them it's just like one of them i've never had those like plans and this yeah. is what i mean if it wasn't for my missus and my little girl pushing me to grow a beard and keeping the beard i wouldn't be sat where i am now with these dreams with these aspirations with this this so much positive mental health and it's it's from two women like in my world in my life it's like without them my my life probably wouldn't be where i am today and i know that one so as much as they they're my rocks they don't realize how much they saved me from a a bad bad part of my life so yeah i'll always be forever grateful for them for being in my life no it's just obviously a lot of men don't say it do they a lot of men hide these emotions and that's another thing i try and do on my whole social media is yeah folks don't talk well these this bloke does and i don't hide my emotions whether it's bad emotions my down days I, i put them out there I think I put one out a few weeks ago. I was feeling down and I said to people, do you know what? My social media is probably 80% of these positive posts. Well, this one day I'm feeling down and this is why I feel down and I'll put it out there. People are like, wow, but difference in a post like that, but it opened up a little talking point, didn't it? Because people ain't used to seeing a man talk. So yeah, it's just nice. I'm trying to break that whole big men don't talk well. This six foot two, 12 stone man does. And I know somebody else that was on this show, he does. And he's, he's had my back a lot of times. And he's probably one of the main men that taught me to speak. And speaking is probably one of the best things I've ever learned to do. Yeah. As, and, and that's, this is the perfect place for that. Mm. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. People need to learn. Like men, men, men might have not shown emotions years ago, but we can, we can. We do have hearts. We do have emotions. We ain't these, we go to work, we sit there and you cook. Nah, my missus will admit, I'm probably the better cook out of the two. I make a banging <laughs> roast dinner. I make the meanest cheesecakes going. I, I love I love cooking. But then I'll go and work on a building site. So men, men can multitask. Men can be, men need to show their emotions. Men need to talk. And yeah. Without talking, I wouldn't be where I am now. I've, I've bottled things up for too many years, thinking I could deal with it, until one person sat me down and went, talk. Just talk. Even if it isn't about that problem, talk. Because you're talking about something else, and it would distract that, and then you won't even realise what your problem was when you first sat down. And I think that's what a lot of people need to do. Just sit there and talk. Whether it might not be about the problem that you've got going on, talk to somebody always reach out there will always be somebody there whether you know that person or not there will always be somebody there to help you i can promise you that one well said if not hit me up on hit me up on anything my my inbox is open 24 <laughs> 7 i will talk to anybody yeah, yeah well yeah. tell us about your where to find you on social media and places like that so we can so on facebook it's nathan stewart um I go off of a nickname on there. I'm like my nickname in the Beard Mob is uh, Zen. So that's Beard Mob England. Um, you can find us on Facebook. There's uh, We've got Beard Mob England and Big Mob America. So we actually are like a part of a bigger picture. 
So we are we are a chapter inside an American group, should we say? Also, I'm on Instagram. I'm known as the Southern Beard One on the end of it. That's all one word. Um, open account. You follow me, and you can find me on Beard Manners. I will always be popping in and out there. I'm one of the faces of Jason's uh, amazing company because I can't can't fault the bloke. There are other companies out there which I have used, and I can't fault them, but. My beard is a beard, man is beard, man is make it the men. But yeah, no, I am social social media crazy. Like, if you haven't already seen me, I'm sure you are ready to see me because there are things happening in that world, and we are all about to start popping off. And you get a chance to if you if you do go on and uh, and, and follow Nathan, then you get to see the beard and the moustache. You get to see the big curls, and if anybody knows what a handlebar mustache is, that is what I that is what I rock. I rock it with style. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody else walk, walks around with Reebok workouts and tracksuits and rocks the big tash like I do. I do get some looks walking around my town, but I tell you what, they are some good looks because it isn't the normal thing. You don't see a man like me walk, walking around with a beard, but I just and it's a great conversation style because i also have a couple of tattoos and stuff like that which are all beard related as well so i've got some great conversation starters on yeah. me or around me yeah do you would you consider yourself like a an extroverted type of person or introverted are you somebody who would easily like to talk and easily be approached or are you quite quiet to start with so right, this this is where it goes funny. So years ago, when I when I started learning clubbing and going out drinking, I actually become a nightclub promoter. Okay. So I was very out there. I was in your face like there was no tomorrow. I mean, I've promoted nightclubs down here in Bournemouth. I've done them in Devon, Cardiff, Bristol. I've travelled around. I've done them abroad as well. So I've I used to be out there, um, uh, and. That, for me, I was hiding something that happened to me as a child. Uh, a lot of people are aware I was abused as a child. And me being out there and in your face, I was hiding it all the time. And that's what I mean. I wasn't ever talking. What I was doing, I was going out having a good time. And I was putting this big mask on. I was that party boy that went out and had a good time. And then it all hit me. And it was uh, like, well, hold up, mate. That, that whole party lifestyle stopped. And it was uh, like, you've got problems. You need to sort them out. And I, I went to being a very reverted person. So I went from being that bubbly person that was out. And I mean, my weekends were four, four nights a week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Guaranteed I'd be out in a nightclub somewhere or somewhere doing something. I was everywhere. And then I went from being a very, very social person to nothing. Nobody seen me. Nobody heard from me. I hit mental health. And then, yeah. My missus walked into my life. We probably knew we'd known each other for a very long time, knew each other growing up as well. Um, she walked into my life, and yeah, I went from being that revert person to being loved and cared about, and it brought that that me out again. So I wasn't, I'm not the nightclub promoter, Nathan. I'm me. So yeah, I, I walked down the street. I've got a big handlebar moustache. Come and talk to me. I'm not scary. And I think that's what do that. That is what I've been like. Um, I'd say people judge people judge me before they speak to me. Like you can see, I've got tattoos on my hands, but my hands both mean something. I've got a tattoo on my neck, 
that means something. I've got a tattoo on my leg. That means something. Like all my tattoos have meanings behind them. Like, um, and yeah, when do when people do speak to me, it's uh, like, well, actually, you're, you're not what we thought. And I think I go, what you think I was this big burly biker that's going to growl at you and snarl at you? Yeah, I did a little bit. No, talk to me. We all we all we're all friendly. We all we all have a good time. And it's like, um, people in my local shop this is the best one i moved to a different area went to the shop they kind of got a little bit um not not looked down at me but i don't fit in in the area where i live let's just say that one so it's an older it's an older area and a more a little bit richer area than what i should be in if you get what i mean i'm in quite a little bit of a wealthy area so when i walk down the street in sliders and socks and stuff like that and go into the shop people look at me and then there was one day i had my i've got a picture on my facebook of me cartoon with um doing a gesture well i had a t-shirt on with me on there and i had my handlebar the bloke in the shop's looking and he's going can i ask you something sir and i was like yeah and he went that person on your t-shirt is that you and i was like yeah got this conversation out to him and he was uh, like i have to say that i judged you very wrong for the past like month or so you've been in me he goes i thought you were like and I went, you thought I was this really a nasty? And he went, yeah, I probably did. And I was like, no. And then I started talking and I was actually off to a beard competition. Went back into the shop the next time and this amazing conversation started. How was the beard competition? There, this and the other. How was the charity? What did you raise? And like, spoke to me and he realised that actually you aren't this scary big person that you look but. And I think that's what people need to realise. Like a lot of us bearded people walk around and you might think we look big and scary. Now we are the biggest, softest teddy bears going. Come and come and give us a talk to and come and come and give us a cuddle. We all we all we all have our cuddles locked locked and loaded, shall we say. I was um I was gonna ask you, did you get a, a tattoo recently on your knuckles? I did, it was that one, but when you flip it up, it reads something. So What does it read? But, <laughs> it depends if it depends if I can say it. So um there's a motto in um our mob, which is Beard Mob England, and it actually stands for mob the F up. Okay. Which is which is a meaning. So our we we have a salute which you obviously know about, which is our middle finger. Um the reason behind our salute is we're flipping the bird to people. We are who we are, we don't care who you are, we don't care about what you are we're all about the charity we're all about the love and we're all about the bigger picture come and talk to us so it's nothing offensive people will people will have taken offense to our salutes but it's not offensive it's saying like stop judging us come and talk to us and then when people have you have the best life but yeah they've they've done a lot for me the mob like welcomed me in accepted me and it was kind of my respect, a little nod back to him as if to say, like, like, look, you've helped me out. Now this is my time to help you out and grow. Like those big things happening in that in that part as well. And yeah, I'm I'm ready for that big thing to happen as well. I can't wait for that one. Like there's so much going on in the beard world. People need to if you if you have a beard and you're not part of it, get a part of it please we we it's not just about men this is another thing it is a big family orientated event every single event probably bar a couple and they will say they're not family orientated but every single one 
we have we even have families in the mob that they bring their kids which are members and they they you got like kids running around in our t-shirts with their little nicknames on the back so like we are so family orientated at these events and yet again it's all doing mental health and you speak to people in that in our in our club like you'd say like somebody in it that i know he's he probably wouldn't ever do it normally but he came to a beard event and now his next beard event he's going on stage it's like he's come from one extreme to the next to the next to the next like all we do is it sounds weird it might be a big club to people and it looks like a big bike club it's not it's a family we're we're bring you in torture we'll take you we'll look after you and we'll guide you like we'll make you the best person you am by you not even realizing it if you get what i mean just by opening up your like the chats that you have with people and the connection you have with people like i had um people that i met from the mob they actually come down and they weren't coming down to see me but they were coming down to form to watch an air show i spent a couple of days with them but i would never have spent those days with them without knowing them from the mob and it wasn't like seeing old friends from up north it was family and it was I was introduced to their family as family like oh yeah it's not oh he's from the beard club we're from oh he's from the beard family that we're part of that we do this with and it was like yeah the, their daughter was there and she's part of the bomb and it's just really nice and yeah like things that people don't realize it's like the real big mental health positivity push on everybody nobody will put people down or stuff like that everything is all about putting people better and being the better person and being the best person you can be without you even realizing it if you get what i mean always making you like if people doubt themselves no you ain't got no doubts why why judge no we ain't judging you so why let other people judge you and that's the best thing putting more positivity into other people and bringing them up and yeah just it's just a big family and that's the best part <laughs> and it just means just means when you go for meetups, it's free childcare because all the kids look after each other, and you've got all of the mob looking around on all of the kids. It's yeah. easy, yeah. just the best family outings going. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on and no, uh, sharing all of your story. No worries. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. See you later. Cheers. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talking Dad UK. You can keep updated on all things Dad by checking out our website www.talkingdaduk.com Also launching the new Patreon page where you can join the paid tier Talking Dads Club. It's £3 a month, it helps offset some of the costs of podcasting and ensures that we can keep this ongoing resource library available for all. All the links will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening.